This is an ABC podcast. Family and friends, welcome to what will become known, I have absolutely no doubt whatsoever, as the wedding of the year. It's a job I absolutely love. As a marriage celebrant, I get to marry people when they've met each other and when they've fallen in love. Any of you people here today, they, without a shadow of doubt, they would not be standing. Ask just about anyone who's about to get married. Vows in front of family and friends, that kind of married. And they'll tell you that among the most difficult parts is finding the celebrant, the person who will do the marrying. You want someone who's sincere but not too sincere, someone who's not going to smother your people in endless dad jokes or pronounce your last name wrong. Today, the celebrant. I'm Elizabeth Coolass. In this episode of Days Like These, we meet Ben. He's that kind of marriage celebrant. And you know, he's also the kind who likes to have fun with it. I like to take the piss out of a couple a little bit. And the couple like it. It's not a roast, but it's a, you know, a good, good-natured kind of taking the mickey. Now, we've just come to the part of the ceremony, which I like to call the ring ceremony, the ring exchange, if you like. And we have to be very careful about the way we talk about this, because you can say something and it sounds very rude. For example, if I was to say, put your finger on his ring, then everyone's going to laugh. Everyone's going to think that's terribly... Amusing. Wedding jokes aside, Ben is serious about the job. He says it's a huge privilege to share in such a momentous event in two people's lives. And really, love is Ben's thing. It's his work and it's his passion. I've got this wonderful job where I go and I marry these beautiful people every weekend and I get to share in possibly one of the best days of their lives. Ben's not what you might think of when you picture a marriage celebrant. You know, he's not over 65. He doesn't wear a lilac two-piece suit with a knitted hat. Ben's bald, but he has a huge beard. He wears rolled-up chinos over brown lace-up boots. I guess he's what you'd call a raconteur, someone who loves a good yarn over a craft beer. I am a civil celebrant, and I'm duly authorised to solemnise this marriage in accordance to the laws of Australia. And so it was, one weekend a few years ago, when Ben was hired to officiate a wedding in Sydney. It was a lovely outdoor venue right on the harbour. It was one of those beautiful, crisp, crisp autumn mornings. It was absolutely lovely. It was this really, really beautiful couple. And it was one of those weddings where everything just went right. And it was just like this huge area, just, just, just full of love. Now, during the wedding, this couple actually met on a dating website. In the ceremony, I mentioned this, and it was kind of taking the piss a little bit out of being on a, on a dating website. The couple take it all in good humour. This was a while back. Online dating is still shaking off its last remaining stigma. And the swipe right hasn't been invented yet. Anyway, it's true. They'd met on a dating website. And now the ceremony has gone smoothly, the I do's have been exchanged, and it's time for champagne and dancing, which sometimes Ben sticks around for. After I've done a wedding, I like to go around and speak to the guests and just have a bit of a chat with them, and then I disappear. 
poof, like that. And so at the end of the ceremony, I was wandering around and these two people approached me. They walked up and they said, as you were mentioning about those people meeting online, we just got a bit of a story for you. And they said, we actually met online as well. And I said, oh, really? Now, what they didn't know was that my part-time job at that time was working for this particular dating website. When he wasn't officiating marriages, Ben worked a second job in the other end of the relationship life cycle, playing, if not Cupid, then something of a chaperone. He worked to smooth over interactions between two people who were at the very start of trying to kindle a connection. And sometimes he says he knows how that can sound. As a marriage celebrant, I get to marry people when they've met each other and when they've fallen in love. And with this dating website, I don't really get to meet these people at all, but I get to kind of share in the very first moment when they kind of meet each other. I get to be present in a kind of creepy computer kind of way. Just like it can be complicated to tell the people in your life that you might be using a dating website, Ben says it can be complicated to tell the people in your life that you work for one. And so for the most part, he doesn't. I've never ever broadcasted to anybody I know that I work at a dating website. This is not because I'm ashamed of it at all. I'm not ashamed in any way whatsoever of working at this website or at any dating website. I think um, dating websites are a brilliant thing. They're wonderful. But I don't want people who want to be on this dating website or any other dating website to not do it because they know that there's you know, a scurrilous Englishman working there who might take the piss out of them for, for, for wanting to find love. And I've got into this habit now of just never mentioning it to people. Ben really likes the work, but he says there can be darker sides to the job. Part of his role is to act as a kind of human filter on that first point of contact. And sometimes that means he sees stuff. When people send in photographs, I have to make sure they're not naked or inappropriate. And you'd be surprised how many people think that a dick pic is the best way to meet a new person online. So I need to get rid of all those and anything else they write in their profile which is inappropriate, racist or anything like that. But the best part of the job is when people have any difficulties or any problems, they actually write in They say, look, you know, I can't do this, I can't do that. And we help them out as much as we can. And Ben likes to be helpful. He understands too how easy it can be to find yourself in a tricky spot when you're looking for love, especially if you're new to the world of online dating. There's some harrowing stories, because one of the big things we have to do is we have to intercept the scammers. There are a lot of romance scammers on these websites. And it sounds kind of like, oh, that'd be stupid to do, but you'd be surprised how many people do this, because they are existing on hope. Everybody wants to fall in love. Everybody wants to find that special person. In that kind of state, you do tend to believe the dream. In many, many years to come, when Marla and Tyler are all old and decrepit, and chasing each other around their kitchen on their mobility scooters, or they'll be able to look at these rings that they're about to exchange today 
and they'll be instantly transported. Instantly. But back to that harbour-side wedding. Ben doesn't share any of this about his life at the dating website. He's just the celebrant, standing there, politely mingling and chatting to this couple. I said, so what was your... I was quite kind of interested. I said, what was your experience of this dating website? He said, I just have one thing to say. Stephen saved us. Saved us. Saved us. Saved us. As soon as he mentioned the name, it was kind of like everything else in the background just kind of stopped. Just went in out of focus. And all I could see was these two people standing in front of me. And I said, OK, how do you mean? And he said, well, I was on this dating website and you have to pay to buy these little tokens and these tokens allow you to um, communicate, have a conversation um, through email with another member. And they're quite expensive and I used all the ones I had. And the last one I used, I used on this very uncommunicative uh, person and I was trying to talk to them and they weren't coming back. So I knew that one had gone, it was wasted. And then all of a sudden, this woman who I had seen beforehand and I'd expressed some interest in actually got back to me. And so I really, really wanted to talk to her, but I didn't have any of these tokens left. I have no way of getting back in contact with her and I have six days until I get paid and I can get back in contact. And in the online dating business, six days is a lifetime. You can lose that person in that time. So he said, I got very, very proactive and I wrote to this dating website and I said, please, 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 I have just found this person and I think she's wonderful. There's something about her, I don't know what it is, but she seems perfect. And he received a reply from someone called Stephen who took pity on him and gave him a free token. He used his free token, he got in contact with this woman and this was the woman who was at the wedding with him. Eight years later, down the track, they are now married, they are very, very happy, they have one child and another one on the way. Life is absolutely beautiful. And he says to me, he goes, and you know what? I don't know who this Stephen bloke is, but if I ever meet him, I'm going to buy him a drink. What he actually doesn't realise is Stephen is me. When he's acting as a celebrant in real life, he's himself. He's Ben. But when he's working at that dating site, he goes by Stephen. And for good reason. When we're at work... We have to have aliases. We can't use our real names because it's just not safe. You can get people who are online who aren't happy with what's happened and they turn up where you work and they look for you. It's happened once or twice. So we have to have fake names. I chose Stephen with a PH because that's very classy and I'm a classy kind of guy. I thought that's a really nice name and he sounds like the sort of guy who wants to help. And I know the temptation was to turn around and say, hey, you never guess what, I'm Stephen. But I didn't. Rather than doing that, I said, that is the most beautiful story. And I walked away. Now I have 
told this story to a few of my friends and I've even told it to my bosses at this online dating website and all of them said, did you tell them? Did you tell them that it, that it was you? And I said, no. And they said, why? why? How, how could you do that? How could you not turn around and say, I'm the guy? My instinct took over and my instinct said, there is something much better about than this mysterious guy, Stephen, who they will never, ever meet. You know, they, they've probably got this picture in their head about this guy, Stephen, he's probably six foot two and he's got broad shoulders and he's, you know, he's ex-army or, or whatever and he saves kittens from a building in his spare time. And that, if you look at me, that isn't me. That isn't me at all. And I want them to keep that image. We don't have much mystery in our lives anymore. We live lives of an awful lot of certainty, which um, sounds very funny, being that we've just gone through this whole COVID thing where, which nobody knew that was going to happen. But um, a lot of the times, we know when we're going to go to work, we know when we're going to be at home, we know where we're going on holiday, we know a lot of the time what sex our child is going to be before we give birth to it. But there's something about the mystery of these people never knowing who this guy Stephen is, which I think is far more important than having the knowledge. You do this tiny little act of kindness, and it isn't much, it isn't much for me to listen to this guy's story and say, yeah, sure, here you go, here's a free token, go for your life. It isn't much for me to do that. But that tiny little action has led to these two people saving each other's lives, because I think that's what happens. When you meet someone who you fall in love with, you save each other's lives. And not really me, I didn't save their lives. Stephen with a PH did. And for Ben, this is just the way it has to be. He doesn't feel that it's his role to reveal himself to the couple. Because whether he's Ben or Stephen, it doesn't really matter. It's not about him. It's about them. The potential of them, the future of them, and the life that they might build together. I got in the car and I blasted. One of my usual songs I like to blast after a wedding. And I drove away, and usually where I'm kind of headbanging on my way home um, and, and just kind of getting into the sound and shaking off the wedding, I, I didn't. I let the music play, and I just didn't want to shake off the wedding. I wanted to keep it there. I wanted to keep it there as long as possible. Thanks so much to reporter Alex Volbach for that story. And to Stephen, with a PH, for believing in the power of love. (laughs) On the next episode of Days Like These... It was, like, dangerous and free. Maybe I was seeking that camaraderie. Maybe I just wanted to be looked at in the way that these guys got looked at, with complete shock and awe. Mesmerised by the flashy bikes and the mythic outlaw code, Mahmood is desperate to prove himself to the Mongols Motorcycle Club. But when tragedy strikes and the glamour wears off, will his chosen family let him walk away? I really hope you're enjoying the show so far. Every episode is wildly different, so make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to get a little surprise each week. And if you'd like to support us, please share us with a friend or on Twitter or Facebook, or leave us a review on your podcast app of choice. 
If there's a story you want us to hear, please share it. You can send us a voice memo or an email. We are dayslikethese at abc.net.au. Days Like These is hosted by me, Elizabeth Kulas. Our lead reporter is Pat Abud, and our season one reporting team includes Alex Lawback, Sam Wicks, and Monique Bowley. Our researcher is Tamar Cranswick, and our digital team includes Andrew Davies and Michael Delaney. The supervising producer for this story was Rachel Fountain. Sound design on this episode by Russell Stapleton, with thanks to Timothy Nicastri and Stephen Tilley. A huge thanks to our incredible executive producers, Rachel Fountain and Ian Walker. theme song is Yeah Now by the Gooch Palms, courtesy of Ratbag Records and BMG. Extra music by Russell Stapleton. We'll see you next time. Hey, if you're looking for a little bit more patience or you're trying to be a bit kinder to yourself and the people around you, we recommend the ABC podcast Mindfully. Hosted by former AFL footballer Brett Kirk and made in partnership with Smiling Mind. This podcast has a heap of free, short meditation episodes for adults and kids. And there's even a season specifically about using mindfulness to have better relationships, which surely can't hurt. Hi, Brett Kirk here. Close your eyes. Imagine this. It's Christmas Day. The prawns are peeled. Turkey's in the oven. Presents are all unwrapped. And yeah... Uncle Tom, he's probably had a few too many frothy ones for 11am. The whole family's gathered at Nan's for what should be a fun and relaxing day, right? Well, not always. Different family relationships can sometimes make big gatherings really tough to navigate. In the new series of Mindfully, we've lined up some awesome mindfulness experts to help improve how you relate to the people you love. It's hard to relate to other people without thinking about how you are in that relationship. And we forget that being compassionate and accepting and encouraging of ourselves is really important. Like Addie Woodham from Smiling Mind. Imagine looking at your family like you've never seen them before, especially on Christmas Day. You know, you might decide to bail out and go and find another family, but... (laughs) Who'll give you some handy tips on how to deal with those emotionally charged moments we don't always react so well to. At dinner time, TV off, phones away, no distraction, and simply being curious about each other. That's Dr Ben Buchanan, clinical psychologist and relationship expert. Plus, you'll get some great meditations to help you stay present in your relationships. Let the next series of Mindfully help your relationships be less reactive and more empathetic. Mindfully. You can find episodes of Mindfully on the ABC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts.